0: Hey all you nostalgic bookies.
1: Welcome to 9021 Here We Go, the podcast that takes a look at each episode of the Beverly Hills 90210 franchise from Fox to the CW.
0: One of us is a 9021 novice and the other is a 9021 expert.
1: I'm Kendra Mickles and I'm seeing these episodes for the first time.
0: I'm Nick Gunning and I've seen them all. Every one, Kendra.
1: Every single one. I have. You can find more about this show and others like it at our network's website, radiomeanwhile.com.
0: Other shows on the network include Radio 64, featuring video game music remix radio. Three Nice Things, where we force ourselves to say three nice things about a movie with a bad and often earned reputation. Previously on X-Men, where we look back at X-Men comics, movies, shows, characters, and more. And Comic Book Coffee Break, where two friends sit back and take a deep dive into comic books past and present. Kendra, would you like to tease an upcoming addition to this roster?
1: I would. I'm so excited. Uh, So... Eric, you know, overlord of the Radio Meanwhile Network, and yeah. I are going to be starting a new podcast called 90s Music Got Me Like, because we're just leaning hard into this 90s I know, thing we got going on. Uh, so each week we're going to talk about a different 90s song, and I, I'm super excited about it.
0: Look, I love a good spinoff, and I feel like this is the perfect marriage of like the music themed Radio 64 and the groove you guys had going on for our 90s soundtrack episode here for... Uh, the I 90210 agree. soundtrack so i agree
1: and i all right. i'm super pumped so yeah we're gonna be recording that soon and uh uh you can be on the lookout for that
0: and this is just like a like a quick bite kind of podcast yeah right? it's gonna you be, be shorter 15, yep we'll like talk that. a little
1: bit about the song and you know a little history behind it and then our our thoughts on whatever song it is so That's perfect yeah all right
0: well i mean you've got one listener i'll, I'll listen yes
1: Yes. <laughs> All right, share your thoughts on this and upcoming episodes by following us on Twitter at Here We Go Pod. And please rate, subscribe, and share the show wherever you get your podcasts.
0: This week, we're discussing episode 323 Duke's Bad Boy.
1: <laughs> I hate that title.
0: I hate it too. I
1: really hate it. All right, let's crack open the West Beverly Blaze.
0: I'm an investigative reporter for the West Beverly newspaper.
1: This episode originally aired March 3rd, 1993. Uh back in February, Wesley Gulick, who plays Willie, turns forty five. Who's Willie?
0: Uh the the cook in the uh Oh in the yes. Beach pit. Yes. Yeah.
1: Sorry. We like never see him, so I keep forgetting it yeah, is. Yeah, he's got I
0: think it's I think it's that he has twelve like credited appearances and then a lot of the other time he's uh he's like a background actor, but he's he's there a lot. So mm. keep an eye out for Wesley Gullick in the background uh cooking up some mega burgers
1: (laughs) and also on february 24th we were just talking about michael jackson last week but i don't think i mentioned that at the grammy awards he received a grammy legend award that was presented to him by his sister janet oh okay definitely a legend that's that's not a mistake there correct on march 4th neil simon's the goodbye girl opens on broadway starring martin short and bernadette peters you're a real big neil simon fan right
0: I am. And this is one of my all time favorite musicals. It's so good. It's uh, it's based on the the Richard Dreyfus. I want to say it's Marsha Mason. Richard Dreyfus, Marsha Mason movie. And this has, you know, it, the movie's not a musical, but this adds uh, a great lyrics and score. One of my all time favorites. Give it a listen.
1: How come we never did it while I was there, Nick, when I lived there? Why didn't we do you this know what? musical?
0: You're right. That's on me. That's that is on, on you.
1: That's all on you.
0: Yeah. All right.
1: March 4th, the first ESPY Awards. Michael Jordan and tennis star Monica, is it Celis?
0: I, I Yeah, I would say Celis.
1: Okay. Well, they both won at
0: the ESPY okay. Awards. Congratulations. This
1: is an award show I never watch, but I'm sure if Michael Jordan was winning, it was well deserved. So. Okay. <laughs> uh, on March 8th, Beavis and Butthead premieres. I've never been interested in this show. Oh. I find the I mean I find the animation to be very off-putting.
0: Oh, definitely. I remember this in 1993 because I mean I certainly wasn't allowed to watch it, but my friend Brandon loved it and watched it. So sometimes we'd watch it at his at his house and it's, you know, it was like very naughty for me as a 10-year-old right, to be yeah. watching the show. So <laughs> what was I that? Remember.
1: wasn't there a catchphrase from that show that people uh, were saying?
0: So many Okay. I mean, teepee for My Bung was one of them. Okay, I am, yeah. I am Cornholio. Oh, Cornholio. One. That's the one okay. I'm thinking
1: of. Yeah. yeah. That's it. Yeah. All right. March 11th, Janet Reno is confirmed by the United States Senate and sworn in the next day, becoming the first female attorney general of the United States. Good for her. Wow.
0: 1993. Interesting. Yeah. I remember <laughs> yeah. Um, this was a big uh, Saturday Night Live. There was this ongoing Janet Reno sketch called uh, Janet Reno's Dance Party. Did you ever no like it was usually it was will ferrell who played janet reno and he would like (laughs) a burst through a wall and be like it's reno time (laughs) uh and one time janet reno like it was a surprise cameo and the wall like burst open but it was like actually janet reno that's so like it's reno time so
1: (laughs) i love it when i (laughs) love it when people
0: do stuff like that pretty good stuff
1: March 17th, Helen Hayes dies at the age of 93. She was an American actress whose career spanned 80 years. She eventually received the nickname First Lady of American Theater and was one of 16 people who have won an Emmy, a Grammy, an Oscar, and a Tony, An EGOT. I can't even imagine. I can't imagine. That's amazing.
0: That's a lot. Yeah.
1: Hayes also received the Presidential Medal of Freedom, America's highest civilian honor, from President Ronald Reagan in 1986, and in 1988 she was awarded the National Medal of Arts. Wow, that is quite yeah. a life.
0: It's a it's a pretty good resume to who, be sure.
1: Who else has an EGOT?
0: Uh, Rita Marino does, like from West Side Story, or is she's like, in One Day One Day at a Time does
1: now. Does Whoopi Goldberg have an EGOT?
0: Am hmm. I making that up? Could be. I know like Streisand has one, but one of them was like an honorary one. So she didn't actually win it in competition. Now I've look it Are up. you figuring this out I'm, right I'm now? I'm
1: looking it up. Hold on. Richard Rogers, Helen Hayes, Rita Marino, Audrey Hepburn. Who else? Mel Brooks. Uh-huh. Whoopi Goldberg. I was right.
0: There you go. You got it.
1: I got it. Yeah, because she got one for Ghost. Thoroughly Modern Millie. Um, An Emmy for Beyond Terra, The Extraordinary Life of Hattie McDaniel. And then a Grammy for Whoopi Goldberg, Original Broadway Show Recording. Wow. Good for Whoopi. All right, let's go beyond the zip code, Nick.
0: While known primarily as a television actor, uh, James Eckhouse appeared in many major movies, including Big, Trading Spaces, and Cocktail. Uh, when you look at his when you look at his IMDB, like he just kind of pops up all over the place. I think uh I think probably Jim Walsh is his most recognizable role because he did about 150 episodes. But he is one of those actors who pops up all over the place. I remember in one of the early episodes we were talking about him appearing in uh, The Avengers. He's a senator in the first <laughs> Avengers movie. So he's just everywhere. <laughs>
1: that makes me I gotta rewatch that so I can pick him out. Yep. Um I've never seen all of Big. It's creepy. Yeah.
0: Like now it's creepy. I've seen the end of it. Yeah. But, well, I don't know. Cocktail is the one with
1: uh, Tom Cruise, right? He's like
0: a flair bartender. Yeah. 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 Yep.
1: (laughs) All right. Let's see who's living in Beverly Hills. Okay. For our only episode today, Duke's Bad Boy, our synopsis is as Brandon's (laughs) gambling. (laughs) (laughs) Gambling. As as Brandon's gambling. I can't read. Losses. Okay, hold on. Let me take it again. As Brandon's gambling losses pile up, he becomes more reckless and places a risky bet with an unreliable bookie. David compromises when the producer chooses a song he and Steve had already rejected, putting his recording contract in jeopardy. Meanwhile, Kelly begins making unhealthy choices as a way to cope with the stress in her life. And Dylan and Andrea strike up an unlikely friendship.
0: Today's episode was directed by Robert Becker, written by regular writers Steve Wasserman and Jessica Klein. We have a couple of recurring characters bidding a fond farewell today, and that includes Billy Vera, uh, Raymond O'Connor, and Stephen Rowe, all making their final appearances as Duke, Curtis, and Surge. So long, Duke, Curtis, and Surge.
1: I could care less about Curtis and Surge.
0: I agree. I agree with you. Recurring players, Mark Kylie, who has a terrible look now Ugh, with like it's no awful. beard and this terrible hair. I was it's like, Ugh. awful."
1: But I wrote anyway. that in my notes, too.
0: Yeah, me, too. But I had to mention it right up front. Anyway, Mark Kiley and Michael Kudlitz return as regular recurring uh, performers Gil Myers and Tony Miller. Finally, we have Christian Hoff as Jeff Steller, the teenage bookie that Brandon goes to. Best known as a voice actor, for his role of Freckles Friendly on Richie Rich and the Richie Rich uh, Scooby-Doo Hour. On-screen appearances include the Law & Order franchise Empty Nest, which, coincidentally, Billy Vera, who plays Duke, wrote the theme song for Empty Nest. Ha! Huh. What are you going to do? And ER. A special note to fans of Nostalgia Me This, Christian played the role of Edmund's brother, Scott, in Rockadoodle. a that's very that's nice. an early, what is that, like first episode? of? I think that Style might have been like the this? very
1: first episode. Yeah.
0: So if you're so- subscribed to this podcast, go back in time and listen to the Rockadoodle episode that uh, Corbin, Christian, and Kendra did in the early days.
1: That's a good one. Um, so the Richie Rich Scooby-Doo Hour, this was like yeah. a a show. Yeah,
0: it like was like a multiple package.
1: Episodes. It was like
0: a package show where it was like it was like an hour long and it would be like, um you know like a 20 minute richie rich cartoon and then like several seven minute scooby-doo episodes that sort of thing
1: oh so they weren't together they weren't like solving mysteries together
0: no i don't okay like the scooby-doo Dynamut hour scooby-doo and Dynamut would occasionally team up but i don't think richie rich and scooby-doo were ever actually together
1: interesting what a what an interesting pairing
0: yeah they did that all the time there used to be the like the Fred Flintstone thing show. And it was like thing from fantastic four would be half of it. And Fred Flintstone would be the other half. It's just, you know, hmm. whatever shows they had in the rotation yeah. that seemed popular, they'd toss them in. They were probably like, the thing is made of rocks and Fred <laughs> lives in bedrock. <laughs> uh, so it just works. A thing, just a thing they did. Yeah.
1: All right, Nick, I got some bloopers here. Should, oh, I, okay. should I say them now? Or as yeah. they, okay, cool. You, uh, if you, if you know me, you know, bloopers are one of my favorite things i could just watch bloopers like all day and they i just love (laughs) when actors like mess up and crack up i don't know it's just one of my favorite things so anyway here's some bloopers that uh i found on imdb brandon this is kind of a factual one brandon bets that the celtics will beat the lakers which he wins this bet uh, however, this aired on March 3rd of that season. The only match that season that the Celtics and Lakers had prior to this week was back on the 31st of January, which the Lakers won 96 to 87. They're just what making a crock up of stuff really. What a crock of
0: lies, 90210.
1: <laughs> 90210. Uh, <laughs> also, when Jim enters the kitchen while kissing Cindy, you can see a crew member's hand closing the door. That's hilarious.
0: I was too <laughs> distracted in that scene to notice that because Jim calls her baby. And I just Giddy. was laughing. He was like, hey, baby. But not in like a funny way. He just genuinely calls her baby, which I think is funny. <laughs> that
1: is funny. And I guess
0: some strangers closing their door at yep. the same time.
1: Yep. All right, okay. here we go. Let's get into the episode.
0: Okay, Kendra, let me just say this. At least with the title like Duke's Bad Boy, I understand what we're talking about.
1: Mm-hmm. That's I true. I still
0: don't fully grasp the meaning of the child as father to the man no no in regards to that episode because but neither here nor there duke's bad boy all
1: right here we t- go away donna's <laughs> on the mic uh she's back in her blossom hat
0: oh my gosh that hat's aggressive
1: <laughs> and david is running late for the show and she's kind of calling him out on the air like if you see david tell him he's late and then he finally runs in and they're kind of arguing over the air mm-hmm. like passive aggressively Yep. Um And she announces like, oh, he's got a big record deal now and
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, is picking on him about that.
0: Though I have to say, I think this is the first episode where both of David's storylines have been acknowledged because we're talking about his record deal and we're talking about him trying to graduate. I yes. think it's the first time that those two things have been said in the same he's episode. He's doing
1: too much. He's got a. Uh, yes. What, what's the what's the phrase? He's got too many something in the pot uh,
0: oh yeah irons in the fire irons in the fire sure. so many irons in the fire yes, that's the one i'm yep. thinking of he's up to yep. his earlobes he's... and alligator <laughs> 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 yes you're right you're when you're right you're right
1: uh so david he's like uh oh, don't make a big deal out of it like we're only recording demos like it's Mm-mm. it's not a big deal yet donna wants to come to the studio and watch and he's Hemming and hawing, but then he's like, fine, but you have to like lay low, you have to not say anything. Like, it should be like you aren't there. And she agrees to that. Um, Jeff comes up to Brandon and is like, Hey, I heard you're making some hot bets. I take bets if you want a little bit of action. So I guess he's a bookie. High school bookie. (laughs)
0: Yeah, teen bookie, of course.
1: Uh and he like as he's walking away, Steve walks up and Brandon thinks that Steve gave him his name, but Steve's like, nope, we're just got around that you, uh, you're making a lot of dough.
0: Yeah, well, he's not shy about it.
1: No, he's not. I mean, he's buying all sorts of stuff, so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Then we have a Kelly and Dylan scene where Dylan, you know, he's still pretty down, but he's back in school and. Kelly is still feeling like she doesn't know how to help. And she tells him to pretend he's in Hawaii while he's at school, which (laughs) of all the places to pick, why is that where she would pick? Yeah. But whatever. Uh, Then Brenda walks up and asks how Dylan is and invites them both over for dinner that night. And I've got
0: to say, I find it. Very like it's frustrating, but it's very believable how bad Kelly is in this scenario, mm. like trying to be comforting, trying to be there for him. She is just with she's failing spectacularly. She really it. is.
1: She yeah. she definitely is. So yeah. Dylan accepts and Kelly is like says she doesn't mind. But you can tell that she's a little. Yeah. Uh Uneasy about. Well, he
0: that. also doesn't check with Kelly or anything. Yeah. He's just like, you know,
1: he just says yes. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And no, we're not busy.
1: Yeah. Then we have the Blaze. Gil and Andrea are looking through past issues because there's a contest, a journalism contest. Yeah. And so they're looking for an issue of the Blaze to enter for the contest. It
0: always, I don't know. There's something about the way they treat this newspaper that just irritates me. Like they just act like it's so so crucial. You know, like it's just it's going to be world peace if we could pick the right issue. Gil, with your <laughs> terrible. Shaved face, terrible oh, hair.
1: Yeah. And Andrea basically is saying everything they've done is crap and they don't have something good to enter. Yeah. Um, And she is talking about how she wants to be remembered after mm-hmm. she graduates. And Brandon's like, oh, don't worry. You'll be remembered.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: we'll remember you. <laughs> At the studio, Surge has made a new mix of David's song. Which is not good. And this is no. not replaced, right? This, do you think, was the original?
0: I was, I mean, I could have sworn when it, because it's like weird calliope music. It's insane. It's yeah. like it's like he's at a circus in 1942. I don't yeah. know what this, this music first is. first
1: one maybe was replaced, but then we eventually hear Brian Precious. Austin Green's voice. Yeah. yeah. So I don't think that one was. But yeah, the first one was very weird. Music. I don't know if it
0: was or not, though, because when we actually hear the mixed finished song it is just terrible yeah. like i know it's supposed to be like not good for David's standards but it is the worst song i've ever heard it's very bad it's just you're so precious to me am i precious to you you're so precious to Ugh. me am i precious to you over and over again I it's it. hard to hear the word precious that many times it is yeah it's really hard it's so grating.
1: he Serge is like it's great right and david's like yeah like he he doesn't want to disagree yeah they ask serge what's what donna thinks and donna not wanting to upset david who told her not to say anything is just like yeah it's great yeah and then when serge leads leaves the room she's like why are you recording this song like you Mm -hmm. this isn't hip-hop this isn't anything that you want i don't know what
0: it is it's terrible it really is i mean i've never liked a david song but at least uh, I Need a Mic Check is still stuck in my head. Where's <laughs> yeah. this Precious song? Woo!
1: <laughs> yeah, it's bad.
0: Real bad.
1: At the Peach Pit, Andrea comes in and greets Duke. And she's like, oh, hey, we met at the track. The racetrack. I was there, underage gambling.
0: Gambling with you.
1: Duke is there to see Brandon, who he takes out back. And yeah. Duke wants his money. And Brandon's like, I paid you. And he says, no, no, you now you owe me for the new bets that you placed that you lost. And he's got uh, some muscle in the car. He does, yeah. He's like yeah. sitting there looking threatening. And yeah. he tells Brandon that he has until Friday yeah. to pay you know, his debt.
0: I appreciate that because it was, well, things we do on a rainy day. Is that the first time we meet Duke? Yes. When we're out at the... See, I mean, clearly that was just like a one-off character, but I like when they when they decided they were going to do this gambling story that they were like, oh, we already have a bookie that we've established. Let's use him.
1: <laughs> let's I, use this really, bookie character. Really,
0: I feel like most shows wouldn't do that. I feel like they would just, like, get a new actor to come in and, like, play some new character. I like that they went back and were like, no, let's take this character and use him again. So I, I think that's cool. I, I like agree.
1: It. And he went from kind of nice to menacing very easily. It was a so.
0: smooth transition. It really was. Like when everything's on the up and up, he's just like, hey, I'm Duke. Look at me. I'm a history <laughs> teacher type guy. You know, and when things get bad, he's like, Brandon, I'll tell you one time. You
1: know? <laughs> at the Walsh house, they're having dinner. Troubles. Jim and Brandon are not there. So it's Mm-mm. just Cindy, Brenda, Kelly and Dylan. Right. And Brenda is being very nice to both of them, really. But she is, she's yeah. telling Dylan, like, this is your home. Like, yeah, you, you guys can come whenever you want.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't know. Do you feel like she has ulterior motives here? Or do you think she's really just trying to be friendly?
0: <sighs> I I don't think she's trying to, like, get Dylan back or anything like that. But no, I, I think don't think it- that either. But I think at the very least, she is kind of enjoying that she has this sort of maturity about her. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I don't think that her motives are 100% pure. I think she's okay with the fact that it's kind of highlighting the difference. But I don't think she's really angling for anything.
1: Okay. Kelly then makes a comment about, oh, I should be on a diet. Why am I eating all this pie? Mm
0: -hmm.
1: (laughs) And Brandon comes in and...
0: <laughs> says he's, he's like shut up mom you just shut your mouth
1: <laughs> he says he's not hu- she's like i'll set you his place and he's like mom listen to my words i'm not hungry
0: he really he really snaps at her he does, he does.
1: and Poor uh shit. then he apologizes and sits down but kelly is like oh i have to be home early and so she and dylan leave and then on the way home kelly is like oh i just made that up so that we could leave and she tries to start uh like kissing him and and doing all that kind of stuff but dylan is a touch thirsty in this episode i'm not gonna (laughs) gonna lie well i feel like she's trying to she just keeps trying to get uh not justification what's the what's the word i'm looking for confirmation of their relationship. Right. And he is, you know, rightfully in another mind space right now because his dad just exploded. And so she, I don't know. She needs to just chill, but
0: yeah, it's just not everything. She tries. is just the wrong thing. I mean, just Mm -hmm. like you said with Hawaii, like he already has all these negative feelings towards Hawaii because of Iris, you know? So it's just, it's like that. And I don't know. He's just clearly not in the zone for what she's uh, trying to do here, and yeah, she's just missing all so the cues. So he's
1: making up. He's like, "Well, I'm tired." And Kelly, she she wants to help, but she, you know, she feels like she doesn't know how. Yeah. At the Walsh house, Jim comes home, and Cindy is like, "You need to check on Brandon. <laughs> he seems stressed." <laughs>
0: this is when he calls her baby.
1: Oh, this is yes, and this you is can the baby. see uh, the the person the ghost yeah. closing the door so <laughs> <Woo-hoo>. jim- <laughs> so jim goes to talk to brandon who is looking through his baseball cards thinking about uh selling them mm-hmm. appraising them and selling them jim wants to know what's going on and finally he's like i know you've been gambling yeah which i kind of was thinking like how would he know that and why wouldn't he stop him but i know brandon does mention to him a few episodes ago that he has money on the game so yeah but Brandon in this he like doesn't want to admit it. He's like, How many yeah. times do I have to say it? I'm fine. I'm not yeah. in trouble. And Jim's like, okay. But I,
0: I just don't get why Jim is so clearly I mean Brandon's like agitated, he's angry. I don't get why Jim is so like, okay, whatever. All right. I guess you're I'll let you be. I'll take your misplaced rage as a sign that everything's fine.
1: Yep. So he leaves and be. Yeah. Next scene is at school. Donna approaches Steve. She wants him to help David because clearly things are not going well. Donna says that the producer is ruining all of David's work, and she finally convinces Steve to stop by the studio so he can hear what's going on. Brandon sees the football players placing their bets with Jeff, the The teenage bookie. Yes, the high school bookie. And uh, after they walk away, we see... He like pulls out this awesome little like key electric tronic yeah. which i oh, had yeah. one of those that mm-hmm. you could like put notes in and i yep. loved it oh yeah i had oh, no yeah. notes to put in because i was in like fifth grade sure. but i just thought it was so cool that you could just like put your notes in this electronic thing Yep, Very I remember around.
0: those. We used to send each other messages on, like, graphing calculators as yeah. well.
1: Yes, yes. Right, a
0: little messages, pass it along. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, man, what did I used to play on my graphing calculator? I feel like I had... Oh, I had um that Traffic Jam game where you're trying to get one car out. Oh, uh, the- okay. We used to play that a lot. Nice, on nice. On my graphing calculator. Those
0: were the days.
1: Those were the days. I mean, I'm still in school, so I could like a teacher so i could probably find that's true a graphic yeah. calculator figured out so all right where was i i totally lost my place so brandon decides he's gonna place a very large bet on the yeah. celtics do you say celtics or celtics i think it's celtics right i
0: think they i think for the for the basketball team it's accepted you know celtics. that you say celtics right. yeah right.
1: that's what i say um we don't see how much it is. He's going to tell us later, but it's a very mm-hmm. large bet. It and, is. And the bookie accepts it. He's like, all he right. sure does. Brenda runs into Kelly in the bathroom. And Kelly at first is very hostile to her, like asking, like, why don't you just ask Dylan to move in with you? And <laughs> <laughs> stuff. But then Brenda defends herself and is like, he, he needs friends right now. Yeah. And Kelly apologizes and says that she's... Just feeling stressed. When Brenda leaves the bathroom, Andrea comes out of the bathroom stall and she overheard that whole thing. And I forget what she says.
0: You you know, I I can't remember, but I I have to say, last week you pointed out that, like, with each episode, the believability of Gabrielle Carteris as a teenager is just like flying out the window. I feel like this episode in particular. It was very much like she she was she was like a teacher. Yeah. Cuz as we know, she's older than Mark Kylie who plays Gil. and I feel like with his shaved beard and her new like short bob and and the way they're dressing her it was like these are the same age. These yeah. people are the same age. Yeah. But anyway, yes, Andrea gets her old like teen line self back on and and tries to talk to Kelly a little <laughs> bit.
1: Uh, this is random, but I was I am always looking at Lord of the Rings memes on Pinterest, and there's sure. there's one with uh, oh, what's his face who plays Legolas's father in the Hobbit movies. There was like an interview between the two of them, and they were joking because like Orlando Bloom is actually several years older than oh. what is his name?
0: Lee Pace.
1: Yes, Lee Pace. He's actually several years older than Lee Pace, but Lee Pace is playing his father mm. which i think mm-hmm. is very believable actually like yeah. the way but i mean i don't know they're elves so they're supposed to look young but i i think he plays it well yeah I it works it's, it's just funny okay uh where was i i've lost my place again okay so andrea yeah so andrea says all this stuff. she says something helpful to kelly because kelly like yeah. thanks her for what she says Brandon finds Dylan and asks how he's doing, and he's, like, "Uh, not so hot, so he's going to leave school a little early that day. I guess he's just allowed to do that. (laughs) Then Brandon goes to the Blaze where Andrea is saying that she wants to interview Dylan for the senior profile. Brandon is very against it. He's like, you're his friend. Like, how dare you do this? Like, you just want to use him for you know to get an award and he's he's very against it so he tells andrea that dylan went home so andrea calls dylan at his house
0: yes and i I gotta call foul on this because she's not upfront about what she wants and i think that's mean
1: i agree i i was disappointed that she didn't just say i was too
0: i can't believe she didn't just say it outright or just like I guess what I thought was going to happen is that she was going to get there and decide not to like decide not to bring it up, but not quite how it plays out anyway. Well, instead, she
1: says that she's here if he wants to talk and could she come over after school? Does he want someone to talk to, to which he agrees? So she's going to go over to his house later.
0: I got to say, too, I mean, we've been commenting on Luke Perry's acting, and I think this is another scene where this is such a, like, it's so off the wall for Andre to be calling him and suggesting that he come over. And I feel like he plays the scene really well, where he's kind of like, huh.
1: Yeah, he does. Okay. make a like, You know, like, okay. sure. He makes an it's okay not, face. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. He does. But it's kind of fun because he's, you can see in just what little he says that, like, Dylan is both. Confused, but like touched mm-hmm. and a little delighted by it. And I, I just like the way that all played out because these are not characters to have had maybe one other conversation. Have these two had? Yeah. So it was mm-hmm. just kind of an interesting thing. Yeah, and I thought he played it well.
1: Agreed. Next scene is at the studio. David is recording this awful, awful song over and over and over again. Steve shows up to listen and is instantly like, "What is this?" Yeah, <laughs> Surge. Tells him them to like be quiet, basically. Yeah. And then Steve is like, why are you doing like, why did you pick this song? And he ends up insulting Serge. He tells him like he hasn't had a he hasn't had a hit since like something disco or something. Oh,
0: disco duck. Yeah. Well, yeah, duck. Like, yeah. yeah. What was your last hit? Disco duck. Yeah. And <laughs> Donna's like, Steve. <laughs> Pretty funny.
1: <laughs> and so Serge tells him to leave. Mm-hmm. and he also is like and if you don't be quiet we're kicking you out too to donna yeah and
0: and then tells david david's like where's steve and serge is like oh he had to go but he wanted me to tell you that he loves the song
1: yeah why wasn't donna in the background sort of like like, Liar. like shaking her head no nothing all right
0: ashes at- to me <laughs>
1: at the beach <laughs> At the Peach Pit, we have a very, very short scene where Brandon is listening to the Celtics game and Nat just tells him that he's out of control with his betting. Yeah, that, That's like the whole... Yeah. It's, it's 30 seconds long.
0: Sing a new song, Nat. It's like every <laughs> week. He's like, Brando. Yeah. Hey. You know, <laughs> like, do something.
1: At Dylan's house, Dylan and Andre are having a cuppa and Dylan... <laughs> And Dylan is saying he feels like he can be more himself around Andrea because he doesn't – hes he feels no, like, obligations to be any way around her. They can just be friends.
0: I, listen, I get what he was trying to say, but <laughs> it just came across a little like, I don't even see you as a woman.
1: You're like a teacher. You're just yeah, like you're this like, entity.
0: You're like a male teacher. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so he's talking about his dad and how his dad
1: wanted him to be the man he never was and dylan says that andrea is very smart about people and she sees you know who people are and then this is where andrea brings up that she wants him to be interviewed for the senior profile and he, he takes it very well. He's like, oh, I see. I see the string here. Yeah. yeah, he does. And he says something about, like, he wants them to stay friends. So let's not do this interview. Yeah. So his, but he rattles his off. He's no. like,
0: why would I say yes to you? I said no to Time Magazine, People Magazine. He just lists all these things. And I'm like, wow, people are really into this one guy's, like, corporate white collar yeah, crime. I guess.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. So he says no. Back at the Peach Pit, the Celtics make a, a comeback. See, there I wanted to say Celtics. Yeah. I don't know which. Yeah, is. I listeners, understand. if you know which is correct, please, I give you permission no, I mean, sure to what, tweet at me.
0: What is actually right is Celtic, Celtics. But right. they say Celtics. The basketball team is called the Celtics. All right.
1: All right. So Brandon is very, very happy. He's like, I'm out of the hole. And this is where he says yeah. that he bet 1500 which in the 90s, for a teenager, I assume it's a ton of money.
0: <laughs> yeah, and uh, I don't really understand where he got it to begin with because he was struggling to pay off the other right. thing. Yeah. But but do you have to? I don't know how it works. Did he? I guess. I mean, does he? Did he have to have the money in hand to say, "Here's fifteen hundred dollars"? Or is it just like an on credit kind of situation? Well,
1: it must. You must not, because I mean, he's making bets over the phone, That's so true. he wouldn't be handing. That's true. But I mean, if he loses, he's owed. Like...
0: So So does he win? Is his winning his winning is expectation here is fifteen hundred.
1: That's how much right? he says he owes Duke. So okay. I don't know why he would like I guess he could have just bet I don't know. Because he's gonna he get more it, than does- fifteen hundred.
0: He doesn't actually have it, I guess. Right. Is the yes, thing. he doesn't. This, have yeah, that's, it. that's what he, he doesn't have it in hand. So it's like if he wins this bet with the Celtics, he will get the fifteen hundred dollars. But if he loses, then he'll owe Duke and yes. the teenage bookie each. $1,500 for a total of 3000 So yes. it's an insane thing to do. <laughs>
1: it's insane. You know, it's insane. But he's like, I'm out of the hole. He's like, Nat, if I ever bet again, I want you to smack me like I'm done. And Steve is like, do you really think that this high school bookie is going to be able to pay you this money? Yeah. And Brandon, it's just now occurring to him like, oh, maybe, maybe not. So at school the yeah. next day, he finds Jeff and Jeff is like, oh, yeah, no problem. I'll meet you at the Peach Pit. I'll give it to you then. He's like, "It's fine." Yeah, everything's fine. Yep. So Steve tells Brandon he leaves leads a charmed life.
0: <laughs> a charmed life. Yeah.
1: Andrea finds Dylan and apologizes to him. Well, actually, Dylan comes to the to the blaze, and she apologizes, and he says that he's going to agree to do the senior profile, but he would like to write it himself. Hmm. Um, but he wants Andrea to help him as the teacher. She he would uh, appreciate the teacher's help.
0: Oh, you know we also missed kind of a crucial step when they were talking. When Andre and Dylan were talking, they started talking about books and things and all the books that Dylan had read. No, that's they were up already later. on. The- oh, that's later.
1: Yep, that's coming up in the next scene. Uh,
0: oh, okay. I thought that was a part of the okay.
1: No, she goes back to his house. Oh, uh, okay. That's the next scene. So then Kelly and Donna are in the bathroom, and Kelly's talking about how she's gained weight. Like, she gained two pounds over the weekend or something. And Donna's like, it's probably just water weight. Like, you're fine. But now Kelly is taking diet pills. These, like, over-the-counter diet pills that are supposed to curb her uh, appetite and help her lose weight. And she drinks several times this episode to take these pills. She drinks water out of the sink. And I don't know if it's just because we're in the middle of a pandemic right now, (laughs) but I'm like, that's disgusting. I would never drink the water in a public school bathroom. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, I hear what
0: you're saying. I hear what you're saying. And
1: at the peach pit. She drinks the water at the peach pit later. Gross.
0: That's a little gross.
1: Gross. Okay, so this is the scene. So at Dylan's house, uh, Andrea is helping him get set up to start writing. This is where she looks most teachery to me. This yes. whole conversation. Yep. Uh, But she says that the best advice she ever got about writing was don't talk about it, do it. And he's like, ah, the Nike approach. (laughs) (laughs) Classic. And so then they start talking about, is it a room with a view that they were reading or some book?
0: Yeah, he says, I think he said, I feel like Virginia Woolf.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, anyway... She's like, oh, I just read that book for AP English. And they start talking about, well, why didn't Dylan take that class? He's read most of these books anyway. And she says that with three months left in school, it's not too late for him to join AP English. And he yeah, should right? talk to to Gil about switching. It's definitely too late.
0: <laughs> I would say, yeah, I would say it's probably too late. Yeah.
1: But anyway. At the Peach Pit, Jeff shows up. He and Brandon go a out A room back. of
0: one's own. Oh, Sorry, it's a room, room, a room of there. one's own. Yeah. I knew yeah. it
1: was in there. Okay. So Brandon and Jeff go out back of the Peach Pit, and Jeff says <laughs> he needs more time, that he he can't come up with the money, and Brandon yeah. is going to murder this kid. Oh,
0: my gosh. He's Brandon grabbing him, snapped.
1: screaming at him, p- throwing yeah. him against the wall, and yeah. Steve pulls up and has to pull Brandon off of. him. And then he like yeah. he like pushes Jeff away, and we hear like crashing off screen. Yeah, which I thought was kind of yeah. funny. He like push Jeff was into funny, some but... trash cans.
0: Brandon was seriously. He was like, "I'll cut you. Yeah, I'll cut your face off. Yeah, <laughs> he he's, was. Uh, he's he means it." He it- <laughs> means it.
1: Eric walked in during that scene, and he was like, "Yeesh."
0: <laughs> yep. Yep.
1: Next scene is at the studio. They're listening to the final cut of this stupid, stupid song. Precious "To you," and Serge is like, "Ah, this has platinum written all over it, baby." And they're gonna ah, let um precious. the Curtis. Curtis, thank you. They're gonna let Curtis listen to it the next day. And he's like, he's going to love it. And David's like, okay. He's just going along with it. At the peach Pit, Back at the Peach Pit, Steve is like, why didn't you tell me that you're in this much trouble? Also, you need to tell your dad. And Brandon's yeah. like, I can't tell him. I've been lying to him for too long. And Steve says that his mom, I guess, is rationing his money now. <laughs> yeah. Of course, now when he needs the money. Uh, so he only has like 300 bucks left for the month or something.
0: And, and Brandon's like, I'll take it. Yeah.
1: Brandon's <laughs> like, I'll take it. Yeah. And then he's like, the, you know, he's like, I wonder, like, are they going to break my ne- Like, what are they going to do? Are they going to break my nose? Yeah. Are they going to break my leg? And Steve thinks that maybe they're just bluffing, but Brandon doesn't think so.
0: I appreciated that they explained why Steve can't just bail him out. Because in the grand scheme of things, it's not a ton of money that we're talking about here. So I like that they wrote in a reason why Steve couldn't just, like, yeah. pull out $1,500 bills. What I don't understand, though, is why it never comes up that Dylan is sitting on, like, $10 million.
1: Well, I thought in that one scene where he approached Dylan and asked how he was, I thought maybe he was going to ask him for somebody, yeah, but. He doesn't. But it's
0: just a straight up. It's like no one even thinks of it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So just ask Dylan. Been.
0: Yeah. No, I did, too. I was like, geez, <laughs> it's got a multimillionaire just sitting there not spending any money. Yep.
1: At school the next day, Jeff gives Brandon two hundred dollars,
0: <laughs> which yeah, is, close. you know,
1: a lot less than he's yeah. owed. Uh And he's like, if you lay a hand on me again, you're not getting any of it. And. Brandon's like, don't worry, like it's me that's about to get in trouble, yeah. not you. Yep. Andrea is trying to convince Gil to let Dylan into class, uh, the AP English class, and Gil meets Dylan in the hallway and says that he will talk to Mrs. Teasley, but the rules are Dylan can't cut class; he has to do the work and he has to think. Think. That's fair.
0: Mhm. It's fair. All decent requirements.
1: At the Walsh house, the phone rings for Brandon, and it's Nat, and he says that Duke is waiting for him at the Peach Pit, so he needs to get down there.
0: Yeah, first Brandon says to Cindy, like, "Don't tell him I'm here."
1: Yeah, and
0: Cindy's like, "I, I told him you're here. What?" You know.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. And Brandon and Brandon to Nat is like, "Hey, man, don't tell him where I live." And Nat's like, "He already knows." <laughs> it's pretty intense.
1: At the recording studio, they are letting Curtis listen to the song,
0: and Mm -hmm. Curtis
1: asks David if he likes it, and David's like, yep, best work I've ever done.
0: I don't under, look, I understand, I guess, I guess in the sense that David's a child and he feels like this is his one and only chance, he's just like willing to say and do everything, but like, the level to which he goes to without ever expressing any kind of concern, you know? Like, I don't really think that Serge would have been open to David being like, no, I don't want to do this. Let's do something else. But like, we also don't really know because David never really stated a single preference ever. You know, So it's just kind of I was frustrated by David.
1: Yeah, I agree. So then Curtis is like, oh, material's not here, kid and surge is like yep that's what i've been saying and they just like yeah Kurt- surge completely throws david under the bus and it's like i tried working da- with him but it just didn't work
0: yeah and david's like i hate this song i do not want to do this song yeah and curtis is like well why don't you just tell him and david's like i don't know so <laughs> yeah you know so then uh yeah it.
1: so they dropped david that's it yeah. he's done and... Not so
0: precious now, are you, David? Mm-hmm.
1: And so Serge meets him in the lobby, and he's like, "Yeah, we tried, kid. And David is like, Oh, you didn't try. Like, you're just trying to save your job. So, poor David.
0: Yeah, David kind of rips into him, and oh, I, yeah. I liked it.
1: I liked it, too. We
0: could have used a little bit of that tenacity, uh, you know, a few recording sessions ago there, Dave, but better late than never, I guess.
1: Yeah dylan's house kelly is really bored waiting for dylan who is still writing his senior profile and she tries to get kissy with him again and he again tells her no yeah Um, nobody
0: got time for that and then a classic word processor too right yeah yeah. you see that (laughs) just like a little you know a little typewriter that prints it out i haven't seen one of those in a long time
1: and uh she then is like, well, at least I can read it, right? But he doesn't want her to read it until it's Mm-mm. done. So she leaves nope. pretty sadly.
0: Yeah. Things did not go well.
1: Yep. At the Peach Pit, Brandon gives Duke what he has, which is 500. The 300 from Steve and the 200 from Jeff. And Duke is like, uh, this isn't enough, but good thing you have a good friend. And Nat's standing there, and he's like, You owe Nat $1,000 or $1,000.
0: No, he he gives, yeah, he gives Nat the $500. It's like, You know, your boy here uh, paid your bill.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. And Nat is like, Mm -mm. You're going to work it off. And if I ever catch you gambling again, I'm calling your dad.
0: Once again, this made me really irritated because Nat has. Nat has no right to be indignant about it, though. You know what I mean? Nat's all like, how dare you gamble? It's like Nat has been, first of all, introduced him to the concept of gambling and then turned him loose on the kind of bookie that will, like, break your kneecaps. Yeah. And then the whole time, for how many weeks, has Nat been like, I'm a little concerned about you? So now when Brandon gets in trouble, Nat's all like, how could you? Mm -hmm. Mm -mm. Yeah. And the thing is, And he was like, next time I'll tell your father. I feel like Nat should absolutely tell the Walshes. Yes. But the thing is, he can't. He can't because it's his fault. You know what I mean? He can't because he's the one who got Brandon into gambling. So he's kind of like stuck. So I was pretty irritated with Nat's whole like posturing attitude of like being all like, how could you, Brandon? Yep. Very irritating.
1: Agreed. David then comes in to to meet up with Steve, Kelly, and Donna and tells them that, you know, he got dumped by the recording studio. And Steve oh. is like, well, maybe next time you'll listen to me. And they decide they're going to be back in business together. Steve's going to be his manager. It's the beginning
0: again. of another beautiful friendship.
1: Mm-hmm. Steve orders hamburgers for everyone on him, though with mo- what money? I don't know. He gave Brandon all of his I'm money. I'm not sure.
0: Gave and... him his last three hundo. <laughs>
1: And Kelly takes another pill while she's sitting there, and she's like, "I'm not really hungry." Then she goes to the bathroom to just look at herself in the mirror, and she takes two more pills again, drinking water out of the sink. Uh, so she's now taken three diet gross. pills in the span that's of gross. five minutes. Yep. So, oh, Kelly, and that's the episode. I know. That's it.
0: Who? I mean, it all makes sense. It all makes sense to me. Like where Dylan's at now, what's going on with Dylan and Kelly, like all of that stuff I feel like has is is been the buildup for that, I think, has been just right. I'm kind of sad that right away the Dylan Kelly stuff is rocky because it was yeah. so promising. Like with Dylan was happy for like five seconds there. But I guess they can't just like have Dylan be happy all the time. I am very much crazy. ready to be done with gambling, Brandon. Yes.
1: So here's the thing. I don't want that. I wish. I feel like he got off way too easy. Like his dad didn't even find out. Yeah. Like I was like, at least could you, like, have taken him out back and pretended you were gonna like break his kneecaps, and then that could walk in and be like, "Just kidding! I saved your butt." Like
0: (laughs) this was a sting operation. (laughs) I
1: I just I don't know. They couldn't have scared the life out of him.
0: I know. A little more. I know. Well, but, Steve said it. It's a charmed life, you know, also like, nothing I feel really like, came of this.
1: I feel like the stakes were like he owed all this money, but he did have people that he could have asked, yeah. yeah. He- I mean, he had Dylan, he had his parents, he had Nat, he had Steve gave him some money. He probably could have asked David for some money or any single person. Any of his
0: And don't forget, I mean, he was looking at his baseball cards and stuff. But how many weeks ago was it that he bought a whole new system for his car and he bought the new skis and he bought the perfume for everybody? So, like, so, like, he didn't get in trouble he still has money coming from the teenage bookie. So he's probably going to get square and he has the CD player and the skis and everything. So it's sort of like a happy ending for Brandon.
1: I'm shaking my head.
0: I know I can see it. Yeah. So well, I don't know. I thought it do? was kind
1: of a lame ending to this whole arc.
0: It is. It is a little bit. Yeah. I appreciate the time they're taking with Kelly. Yes. Uh, and, and like her clearly like the the, what she's developing because that started several episodes back at the spa. Yeah. You know, and maybe even before even that, before I feel that, like even before yeah, that, before there was that, a little bit like of,
1: there was a comment where she was like saying yeah, something about her weight or something.
0: I think so. Yeah. So like respect to them giving that storyline. It's not like, you know, one from in between an episode to the next, suddenly she has this huge problem. They have like been gingerly, pushing us to a point. So I don't know when we're going to see that come to head, but that's, I, I appreciate the long-term uh, storyline going on there. Did you have a 90210 snap for this episode?
1: I think it would be the very end where she's like taking the pills in the bathroom.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I consider that, but I have to go with Brandon snapping at the teenage book. Yeah, it was just that's a so good one, ferocious. It so was... ferocious. Did the, did you, did you like the episode to hold up for you?
1: Eh, I was kind of, whatever about this episode
0: okay yeah i get it
1: it was fine but didn't really care about it's kind of like i mean i like andrea and dylan having a having scenes together but like the stuff they were talking about i guess i didn't really care so (laughs) yeah
0: i understand yeah yeah i i kind of like the i could like the movement there i like that we're done with the stuff with Surge and Steve and David are kind of hooking back up again to do the music thing. But it also kind of made that seem like kind of an unnecessary little, little uh, excursion that we had there. So, you know, I don't really have any big faults with the episode. I think it's basically just fine.
1: Yeah. And that's okay. Surge as a person is very obnoxious and hard to watch. So that made me just like, ugh, every scene that he was in. So,
0: and really I feel like even though we closed some some uh, arcs here I think a lot of this what this episode was doing was teeing up new things so yeah. it's kind of like watching the middle episode of a trilogy you yeah. know because mm-hmm. like things are things are a brewing Anyway, uh that's that's our only episode for the week. So I'll remind everybody that outside of the Radio Meanwhile Network, I host the All the Books Show, the official podcast and radio show of the David A. Howe Public Library. You can find us at soundcloud.com slash all the books or anywhere you get your podcasts.
1: And I'm Miss MusicBox Ninety One on the social medias, and I'm at Miss com for all your craft needs. And be on the lookout for my new podcast. Nineties Music got, got Me Like. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, not a two here we go.